Options Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I'm your host, Kyron Morrison, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, John McDonald. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, my good friend. You're doing pretty good? That's yeah. good. Yeah, um, How you been? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like I said, kind of plain. Like, it's just, yeah, bit of work, bit of... Uh, actually, no, I went out, I went to the movies. Oh, the look, th- at, look at you, going to the, the movies, cinemas. Yeah, for the third time that week. Um, it, or in the space of like yeah seven or eight days, um, it was a different movie. It wasn't the Mario movie for a third time. Um, but uh, I went and saw the new Makoto Shinkai movie, Suzumi, and it was really good. What? Yeah, it's on my list. I very much enjoyed it. Um, I've got like a, a a movie list a mile long at this point. Yeah, like, it's, I haven't seen John Wick four yet. Yeah, John Wick four, Creed three. I've given up Dungeons on, and I've, Dragons. I've kind of surrendered on Creed three at this point. Creed three, I, I would like to see it on the big screen, but like, I watched the first two at home, so I'm like, I'm not too upset about that. But yeah, John Wick. I John really, Wick is the one I'm desperate to see because I I watched I watched John Wick two, and I think the only time I've ever watched John Wick two was on a plane. <laughs> so, um, uh, still fucking great. Uh, but yeah, it was like three in the morning, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch John Wick two. And I was like, that was good. And then I, like, half passed out. Um, well, we saw John Wick 1 together at the Bendigo Cinemas. We did, yeah. That was, that was, um, that was, a, that was a good movie. It was. They were all good movies. But, um, yeah, so I went and saw Suzumi with my wife. We had a bit of a date night, which was lovely. And um, it's really good. I mean, it's, 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 if you've seen Makoto Shinkai's stuff, it's kind of more of that, which is not a bad thing. Um I'm going to say the obvious thing here and say that it's probably not going to, it's not, it hasn't reached the heights for me personally of your name, but that's like almost unachievable now in my mind. I think it was just, that movie hit me at a really, really like, just, it nailed the landing of the timing of uh, when I saw that movie. It so seems pointless to compare. It really does. Um, but in terms of Weathering With You, I don't know if I like that more. Weathering With You is one of the movies that I sort of like, the more I think about it and the more I get away from it, the more I go, I really like that. I like Weathering With You. Um, particularly the ending of that movie. I'm not going to spoil it, but like it's it's pretty like, woof. Um, and yeah, this is really good as well. And like I sort of didn't really click at the time about like the the... the the themes and stuff, but I was sort of reading about it afterwards and I went, and a lot of people were saying the same thing. And I went, Oh yeah, of course it is. That makes sense. Um, and it's, it's really good. Um, Rad Wimps are back doing this, this, uh, the score again and some couple of original tracks. There are, there's more than one reference to Studio Ghibli in oh, there as well, which is right. really cool. Sure. It um, seems a bit cute, but okay. It's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's nice. Like it's, it, it's not like a, a, an egregious one. There's one that's very obvious and you go, it actually made me laugh out loud, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, like it was great. We saw it. We saw the dub for it. Uh, the, sorry, the, um, the sub for it. Um, the Japanese voice acting was fantastic and it just, it looks stunning. It is, it is 3D anime done right. And that's one thing that Makoto Shinkai and his team do well is that sort of like 2D, 3D mashup anime that sometimes, most of the time, doesn't really look right. But in this instance, there were a couple of scenes where I was like, I knew that it was like 2D and 3D and it was obvious, but it still looked good. Like, it still looked really nice. Um, and yeah, so some of the, like, just the incredible detail he puts in that they put into this. It's just, it's so good. I love it so much, but um, yeah, definitely worth checking out. If you're, um, 
I mean, if you're a fan of Your Name or Weathering With You or anything like that, or anime in general, it's just good to go to the cinemas to see some anime. I mean, it's it happens so much more frequently now, which is nice. It is good to see it actually being more... like Because the thing that surprised me about this, for us specifically, is it was running for, like, more... Because usually, in our cinema, mm-hmm. uh, they'll get the anime, like, you know, Suzume or, like, another anime film... And they might have it for like a single night, mm-hmm. and you're like, if you miss it, you're boned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, thankfully this one actually had a decent runtime, which was which was good. That's good to see. I think there's been a few that have been like that. Like, I mean, obviously Demon Slayer because it's was fucking but huge. Yeah, I, but damn it, I don't recall it running super long here. Didn't though. it? Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I remember don't know. well the um, Resurrection F because we went and saw it at the beginning of the cinema as well. Was oh, that yeah, ran man. for a, that ran for a couple of weeks? Somehow Dragon Ball feels different though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's, 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 it attracts like a, a wider like audience. Like we never, we never even got superhero here. I don't think. No. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. Maybe maybe it was a single session. I don't know because I haven't seen it yet. It comes well, out on DVD next month. So the other cool thing was that it was like they were alternating between sub and dub. See, screens. that is cool. Um. So like, yeah. What one day it was like we were looking at going to like the six fifteen screening or whatever the six thirty screening. Um. And the day we went was the dub, uh, the sub, and then the next night, the same session, same time, but it was the dub version, yeah, and so they, they were alternating they between. F- they flipped it, because it was on two sessions a day at the start, and it was like sub and dub, and yeah, they would alternate, which is just good to give people the option, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So it was nice. I would like to go see it again with the dub, I think. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm not fussed if I get to the cinema to see it in the dub because i'm gonna fucking buy it when it comes out because th- those those are movies that i buy on blu-ray because they look stunning and it's nice just to have physical copies of those because they're movies that especially your name i've bought that twice now because i bought the collector's edition with the the, the 4k uppers on it which was nice um and it just i got home and i was like it's i don't think it's streaming on youtube on um netflix anymore and i was like I could really watch your name right now. <laughs> I really go for that. I think I listened to the soundtrack a little bit, some of the songs from it. Um, yeah, it's just like I said, it the the lofty expectations I have now are probably never going to be reached just because that movie hit the the year that we went and saw it on a whim because um, a friend of the show, Lawn, I remember hearing her talk about it quite a lot, um, and I was like, oh, okay, this looks interesting. I saw we had screenings for it when we were living in Melbourne. I was like, oh. This is an anime movie. We watched the trailer for it. And I'm like, should go see it. And she's like, yeah, let's go see it. And then like cut to me at the end after crying for 20 minutes and just being like, it just hit, like hit hard. And um, we'd like, I think a month before that had just booked tickets to Japan and like, and, like booked in our, like our holiday for there. And so like seeing stuff, I remember like sitting in the cinema and just like seeing like shots of, of, of like Tokyo and just being like, And it was very, very exciting and very cool. So, um, yeah. But they, are, they are both off of Netflix. I did. I double-checked. Mm. I wanted to make sure. But, yes, they are gone from Netflix. So, I am going back to... only, I guess. Unless you want to... I'm sure you can rent it from the, the place. Oh, or you something. definitely can. But, like, yeah. in that point, like, I'd almost prefer to... A, a phys- like, the convenience of Netflix is great. Mm-hmm. But apart, outside of that, physical is a way to go. On those, like, whims where you're just like, ah, I really could go for watch some of this. Even if I'd, like, watched, like, the opening, I would have been like... Ah. <laughs> nice just get, um, a, get a hit yeah exactly it's a nice little taste so i settled for the soundtrack which is good too the suzumi soundtrack also very good i was i was doing some reading in bed the other night all on spotify it is yes um i was doing some reading in bed the other night and i'm like okay i i, I like i didn't want to have like just silence i wanted just some some music but i didn't want any lyrical music um 
So I like put on the Suzume soundtrack and listened to that while I read, and it was very nice. That's what I, that's what I use video game music for. Yeah, yeah, well, it's good. And that's the other thing too. Even the the tracks that do have lyrics in them, um, in this instance, I don't think there's any. Oh, there might be one or two English ones, um, but they they're all in Japanese anyway as well. So it's like you're not focusing on the lyrics as well, which is what I like about having music like that when I'm doing things. Um, but yeah, big thumbs up. I mean, I fucking love Makoto Shinkai so much. Really, see, Joel? I will see Really, do you? Are you sure? Anything that that man puts out, I'll be like, yep, cool. It's fine. He's done... I know for a fact he's done commercials, because I, I watched some of them when I went to the exhibition when we were in Japan, and I was like, uh, this is this is art, and it's trying to sell me, like, Suntory bottled water, and I'm like, this is gorgeous. <laughs> More of this, please. Welcome to how Brendan... Hill, our friend of the show, yep. and I are with um, Hideaki Ano. Like, yep. <clears throat> anything that man does, I'm there day one. Yep. Yeah. But uh, anyway, what have you been up to? What's been going on? <laughs> Nothing as fun as that. Uh, <laughs> I have been just mainlining Breath of the Wild ahead of mm. Tears of Game. I'll say that here because we're not doing a quest log. We're only doing a bonus round this episode. Um, we are, I think we're talking about doing some Zelda stuff in the future. So you'll get to hear me. Even though we talked about it at length on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I haven't talked about it with Simon. With Simon. Yeah, exactly. So that's a new experience. That's, that's new. That's I haven't it. done that yet. We need to all just be less like, fuck. Just like game still slaps. I'll shit. tell you that. Like yeah. I'm at Hyrule Castle and that soundtrack, that song that plays at Hyrule Castle is still the best song in a video game. I yeah. think nothing has topped it since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's really what I've been doing outside of work. It's just like mainlining that. Um, just trying to, clear out things before Star Wars comes out next week mm-hmm. and obviously that's Tears of the Kingdom and then it just snowballs from there so yeah well I did I had a thought the other day we're getting pretty close to Summer Games Fest so uh yeah I don't know what's gonna happen with that I don't know what they're doing with that get prepared for like content rich episodes coming up I think <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of stuff I mean talk hopefully about. fingers I mean, yeah, crossed well, we'll see yeah, I mean, who knows? Keely might pump the brakes now. He's no, no he won't pump the brakes. He won't pump competing the brakes. with E3. But let's face it, <laughs> no. he knew he wasn't competing in the first place. He's had that. He's had the alerts on for that since day one. So he's yeah. he's always known. But yeah. like, we'll see. Like, we've got to wait to see what Sony does. Mm-hmm. We still we know what's going to be. We know who to expect from Keely. But it's just the outsiders who usually did E3 stuff who. Yeah. We'll probably skip, but they might do something nearby. Who knows? Sony is number one. Yeah. I know that Jeff Grubbs had the, had a thing from them on his thing ahead of Summer Game Fest for a while now. Uh, so I guess we'll see if that ever eventuates. But yeah, like really apart from, from working and playing Zelda, not a lot. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things I mean to do. I watched the Mandalorian finale last night. That was fun. Cool. Fun is the word I'll use. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm like five episodes behind. So yeah, no, I, and that's look totally fair. Uh, I might try and catch up and just like smash through it all. There's like there's a pretty dumb joke in the last episode that I fucking loved. Okay. And you might have just sold me on like wanting like to it's, watch it again. Like I'm as I was watching it and losing my mind. I'm like I can see people watching this being like this is so stupid. Yeah. This was funny the first time. Why are they doing it again? Okay. But I was just like that's brilliant. Keep doing it. Okay. In fact, make the show just that. All right. Okay. It'll be easier for the writers as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's really about it, Joel. So I'm going to go ahead and take us straight into the bonus round. 
bonus round. So the bonus round is, of course, our whatever the hell we want it to be segment, and we were actually lucky enough to have had a Nintendo Indie World showcase than like last night as of recording. So thanks, Nintendo. That was great. That was really well timed. I was looking for news and now I don't need to because we can just focus in on this, which also has the added bonus of us getting to talk about really cool indie games. Fuck yeah. If we're going to do... Just on the topic of like talking about things that I really like, we've had Makoto Shinkai already and your name, and now we're just moving on to indie games. This is like... I'm living my best life right now. Well, that's good news, Joel, because you're the indie guy of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to let you pretty much steer it, even though it's my hosting week. So I'm just going to sort of take it easy for a bit. That's fine. Hey, <laughs> but, look, well, I mean, there was a, the, I, I mean, overall, like, what did you think of like this? Yeah, it's a good point. We can talk about it overall. Um, I thought it was good. Like, I never, I always come into the indie showcases, not with low expectations, but I have, there's a bar and I, and it's, I don't, it's not high and that's nothing against them. It's just because it's already impossible to pick what to expect from an indie showcase. Yeah. Like, it's insane to even try. I think the best case scenario is you come out at the other end and be like, oh, there's a couple of games I'm really excited for. Yeah. And even then, there might be a couple of games that's like, oh, that's I'm able to play that today, which Usually, is cool. Usually, I consider it a success if there's games that I look at and be like, I'm putting that on my wish list after this is over. And yeah. there was a few that I did. Yes. So, yeah, I would say it was a success. Obviously... A very big omission that I don't think anyone ever actually expected to be here, but Silk Song is still MIA. Yeah. I love you, Team Cherry. Yeah. It's I'm only desperate to know more because I love you and because I love Hollow Knight. So um, I, yeah. hit me up, please. Yeah, Pretty yeah. please, please. We, yeah, just please. let me know. Like please. I just, I just want to. I played it at PAX and it was great, and we'll, uh, I we'll, would like to play it again. We'll tag him across socials in the <laughs> show notes just to be like, please, Team Cherry, Team Cherry, um, Team Cherry, please. Yeah, we like, we like your games. Um. But yeah, I, I I sort of echo the same sentiments. It's um it it was it was a fun showcase. I there was actually a lot in here that I was like, there was a few games that I'm like oh, I had heard about or haven't heard about for a long time, and they showed up again. I was like oh excellent, um, and most of them with release dates. I think that was the thing that the biggest takeaway was. I think everything in this direct had a I had a date window at least because some of them were like oh there was a couple years. of like yeah, yeah summer like, and, and yeah and so not all well. but yeah. like I I would still say Windows is better yeah than like coming soon or TBA yeah, like, yeah. even just if it's nothing. just a year or like a I still don't like using seasons stop yeah. that no Q one no. two three and four are yeah. right there makes so much more sense it just makes sense it's universal um, stop making me have to use my brain yeah. to flip seasons I and don't like want to do it us on the on the show just being like and that's coming out in winter which is our summer, summer? I yeah I think so unless it was already converted for I don't know yeah it's like dude, was this an Australian site we're taking this yeah, information from I don't, I don't know. know it's a fucking mess but yeah no apart from it rough windows will always take over nothing uh, yeah it's just nice to have something yeah absolutely. Um, and luckily we got, yeah, like I said, we got a, a lot of like, there were quite a few dates of like things locked in. Um, and like I said, I have some things about, uh, games that I've been very excited for, including the first one we saw, which was, uh, Mineko's Night Market. Um, was this so, announced at another Indie World a while ago? Uh, it's been, it's shown up at a few. Okay. Um, All right. it's, I think it was, an, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was announced at an Indie World Direct. Um, but yeah, this is basically like a, a like a narrative I guess, like, farm sim animal crossing kind of game, like, life sim that's, game. That's what I called it in the, in the trailer, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It was, like, a, like, narrative life sim sort of thing. Yeah, so there is, like, a critical path, I think, through this game, um, but there's also a whole bunch of stuff that you can do outside of that. Um, and basically, yeah, it, it, it instead of involves, like, 
the the legend of like this mysterious cat god that disappeared and maybe is back again and you sort of living on this little island i don't know if you like move there but if you're living on this sort of island uh where there's this night market and you work to sort of different jobs to make things for the market and sell them so it's got a bit of a like a moonlighter kind of feel to it yeah i was gonna say all i know is that my my concern is running a fucking kick-ass stall is what i'm doing yeah yeah so like it's i think that that is an element of it too because in the trailer you see elements of like um bartering and yeah. stuff as well which is yeah. cool um which is a little bit different to, to moonlighter where you were you were just like settling setting the the the, the prices but then you would adjust them if yeah, people were going like, oh, that's a bit too expensive. Or... It's been so long since I played Moonlight. I thought there was some form of bartering in that game eventually. There might have been. I, I picked it up again recently. Like I, I started playing it again just because I had a hankering for it, um, for something like that. Um, but a great game, Moonlight. It's really good. Really I, good game. It's hard. It's, and I know, I know yeah. roguelikes are generally hard, but I yeah. feel like that game is hard. But it's good because you've got that roguelike element and then you've got like the store stuff on on top of it as well which is it sort of like strings you along it's yeah it's very cult of the lamb cult of the lamb would have been another sort of applicable yeah that's true of, as well yeah, um, yeah comparison sure. well because i talk about like how like you obviously you do the jobs and all that but you you can pretty much sell anything yeah and the island is like full of puzzles and stuff to solve as well so mm-hmm. there's plenty to do outside of the narrative stuff as well which is cool there's like a little um like obviously you, you're going around talking to some of the the, the uh inhabitants of this of this area and um obviously probably doing side quests for them and things like that as well um there's also cat racing sure that's that that was that was one of the things they wanted to focus on in the trailer and i'm like you did the right thing there because cat racing sounds fucking awesome um and yeah it looks adorable too because it's really nice like um almost like hand-drawn-y kind of like Hand drawn on a tablet, if you if you can picture that, if it's like digitally hand drawn, um, feel to it as well. It the feels... stylus, yes, exactly. The pen. But uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, and it's coming out September twenty sixth. So very very excited. I'm sure you'll hear me talk about it because I'm probably gonna play this game a lot. It sounds like you will be playing it, Joel. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, next up in the, in the showcase, we had a look at my time at Sandrock which is um, the sort of follow-up to My Time in Porsche, I think it was called. Yeah, it was Porsche. Um, which is a game I was very excited for, and then it came out and it was not good. It's... it's. I don't want to say it's bad, because I, I picked it up cheap because mm. I dig that sort of game, honestly. Mm-hmm. I love my... Yep. Yeah, I'll fucking just collect shit and build shit and then do shit. And, yeah. Uh, but the game was just... And I get what they were going for, but mm-hmm. having nothing just just took the wind out of me more than like, oh, I'm going to get all the stuff. I'm going to go back. I'm going to build it. But to do it, I would have to actually like prepare materials. And that would be like, oh yeah, but I'll take 10 minutes. I'm like, yeah. Oh, real life time is in games that aren't freemium games. Get in the bin. Get out um, of there. We don't yeah. need you there. Um, so that was my major gripe with Porsche because the rest of it seemed fine. Mm-hmm. It was just, it just seemed padded, I guess, by yeah. those timers. So yep. Yep, 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 yep. it just wasn't fun. Hopefully Sandrock, doesn't have that issue but i don't know it i mean from what i can see in the trailer it doesn't look like it does but i mean they could just not be showing that but um this still this feels a little bit more like it looks like it's a bit more fleshed out um they're sort of building on what they've learned from my time in porsche um but yeah i don't know there's something about it that makes me go oh i'm gonna keep my eye on this one i think yeah i mean 
foolishly I, I will as well mm-hmm. um, even though I, I was sort of burned by Porsche I do I don't know why I find it funny that the series is now referred to as the My Time series yeah I know I, like, I love okay, that too alright I guess yeah. this is just what we're doing now they're like an announcement f- f- featuring the My Time series I was like okay it took me a second I was like what the fuck what? are you talking about and then I saw the footage I'm like oh yeah, uh, yeah that looks like My Time as Porsche yeah so um, this is that sequel ish so yeah, game this one uh, it, it involves um, yeah restoring Sandrock and uh, venturing into things like ruins, making new friends, and contending with monsters in melee combat. Yep. Uh, and this one's coming out in winter 2023. Now, we are taking this from <laughs> Press Star, Press Star Australia. Sh- so, yeah, we're assuming that that is... Adjusted for us. Our winter. Our dumb seasons. <laughs> if you are listening in the Northern Hemisphere, then that's... You figure summer. it out. <laughs> yeah, it's summer. Yeah, you do the work. We've done it for long enough. Well, come south of the equator. <laughs> um, um, yeah, not a lot to talk about this one because like this is, this is a game I'm going to be keeping my eye on. That might, if it's like, if it comes out at a good time, I might pick it up. And if it's like getting like, it's pretty fun. Like and like, it seems like they've taken on board the response from the first game. I hope because like yeah. I could, Porsche was a game I wanted to play. But yeah, yeah, just all those issues just added up in the end, and I just couldn't be bothered engaging with it, which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do hope Sandrock is a different story. I do hope it fares better, but. We'll just have to wait and see. The team seemed very passionate about it, and that, and rightfully so. I mean, it's their game, so it's... Yeah, know. I mean, true. That's true. Um, like, fingers but, crossed. Fingers crossed is yeah. all I can do right now. Absolutely. Uh, coming up next, we've got Plate Up. This one's an interesting one. So this is described as a roguelike cooking sim. Um, I think this is out on other platforms at the moment, it seems, because it says it's coming to Switch finally here on this Press Start article. Um, so, yeah, a roguelike cooking sim. This looks like... Uh, I mean, look at first glance, overcooked. Like it's it's basically overcooked. It's overcooked with the chaos, like turned up to eleven. Yeah, but it's added in things like cook, serve, delicious, and stuff like that, which has like the automated processes and things that you can have. So basically, well, that, that's, you, it's got the roguelike feature in general, right? Because yeah. overcooked was, I mean, it was stage based. Yeah. So you would do a stage and then you'd go out. This one seems like it evolves over time. Yeah. So I think that every day you get new items and new options for your your venue and you can start like automating things so you can have like automatic pizza ovens that you don't have to stand there and put their pizza into the oven and take it out and stuff like that it just gets you know you create the ingredients you put it on the tray you pop it through the oven and it comes at the other end and things like that um it does have four player co-op i believe as well um the interesting thing about this that I saw is it's by Yogscast Games. Yeah, I did notice that. I, I don't know if they're publishing or if it's, a, if it's a developer, but yeah, um, that was the thing. I was like, okay, interesting. Uh, but yeah, like this looks this looks pretty neat. I'm, I'm definitely I'm, I'm going to look some more stuff up about it because um, yeah, I didn't realize that it was out on other platforms by the looks of things. So, um, but it, this, it, it did it caught my eye. Yes, like I, I've never really played Overcooked, but. I don't know. For some reason, this one, I don't know, it sounds more interesting. It sounds yeah. like... Because the thing about Overcooked is, I, I don't want to end my friendships like that. No. I just don't no, want to do it. I don't no. want to do it. You've got, you've got to have that one person that is like... Willing to suffer for you, but you know that the connection's too strong. And yeah. even Overcooked can't break it. But you've also got to have that one person that is willing to take the reins. And everyone was just being like, okay, shut up and listen to this person. Yes, chef. Um, yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you need a head chef and that's and that, that's how you get through Overcooked. I've dabbled with that with that game, and it is a lot of fun in the right circumstances. It's it, it's a lot of fun, um, and I feel like this could be a very similar situation. So, yeah, played up coming out in October on Switch. Um, 
Next up, we've got Quilts of Cats of Quilts and Cats of Calico, which is a little bit of a mouthful to say. I'm only realizing now having to, <laughs> having to say it out loud. Um, this is uh, an ad- uh, adaptation of a, a, a board game called Calico um, that I wasn't familiar with. Um, but yeah, basically it involves, I think, like stitching together a quilt. Um, and this version of it is... Um, it's full of cats. Yep. So it's like a whole bunch of cats. You can customize your cat. You mm-hmm. can pat the cats for... Yep. Cats. Yep. There's cats in there and also a fun digital board game, which is uh, playable um, couch cop and... Oh, like, like, yeah. Couch uh, play yeah. and online. Yeah, because they... And again, I, I get it because it's a board game, so mm-hmm. it can work. But it was... It was kind of funny hearing from mention like ranked. Yeah. I'm watching this like super chill game at making a quilt and there are cats there. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, right, cool. This seems competitive. Fuck yeah. No offense. It was just like a funny thing, a funny way to to think to frame that game in my mind. I was yeah. like, alright. Legit- I went to go home and climb the calico leaderboards. I mean legitimately though, that seems like a community that I'll yeah, no, part absolutely. of. That sounds yeah, fucking so- great. The most chill competitive ladder you can probably climb. Yeah, shit yeah. Um, yeah, this sort of speaks to me on, on multiple levels. Um, right, and you can put hats on the cats. Yes, you can. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's very, very cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a good digital board game adaptation. Oh, adaptation or original as well, because Armello is an original board game, basically, that you can only play digitally, and I think only works digitally, really. Um, and I love Armello. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. It, it sounds like it's going to have, like... Um, like missions as well you can do and like puzzle modes and like daily challenges that you can do um so yeah this is definitely something that i i think because there's always the, the thing like i'm that weird person that likes to play these like multiplayer games solo sometimes um and a board game especially is just like well you're just playing against the computer is it really that fun um if they're adding things like that like daily challenges and you know puzzle modes and things like that yeah, i'm I like, feel like that's cool i feel like puzzle modes are like the go-to solution for that sort mm-hmm. of stuff like yeah just put a puzzle in there because it, you are right fighting an ai can is gonna get old yeah, yeah you know until the ai become too advanced and then we're all screwed anyway yeah and then they'll rule the leaderboards in uh quilts and cats of calico yeah exactly um yeah uh, I think it's, I can't remember the name of the studio that's making this it's like something couch it's like awesome couch or something like that and it's very very cool i was like it's a great studio. Mighty Couch, I think, is the name of the I was, the I was about to look it up. So Yeah, is, is no, that... fact check me on that because I'm, I'm. it's something Couch, I'm pretty sure. So, um, But yeah, it was like Mighty Couch, I think. And I was like, that's a great studio name, especially for a, a studio that's making... You were close. Oh, okay. Monster... Uh, yeah, Monster Couch. Monster Couch. Even better. It's like, yep, cool. Like that. Um, yeah, Quilton Casacaligo. Looking pretty cool. Uh, next up... Uh, just, I'm just gonna. This is Joel. This is Joel's game. Uh, yep. Joel, Joel, take. I mean, you're already taking control of it. This I mean, is, go nuts. Fucking, I heard about this game randomly. Like it just got like announced somewhere in like a like a press release somewhere, and I don't think someone was like, "Has anyone fucking talked about this game?" Um, and it's uh, it, it, this game's Rift of the Necrodancer. I said Rift. So that's the thing. I the saw. Necrodancer. I saw the of the Necrodancer part, and I was just like, "Is that?" And then, like the treatment of the logo, I'm like, "Yeah, is that connected to the other Necrodancer games?" Because I was really, I had never heard of this game. Yes, I must have missed the press release announcement as well. Because I, I remember seeing, something I was pop completely up. in the dark. But as it went on, I'm like, "No, I, okay, it is connected. I'm, I'm listening." Yeah, I'm so listening. The same team that that, that did uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer and Cadence of Hyrule as well. 
um, has a, a new game coming out called, it's a spin-off game called Rift of the Necrodancer. So it's instead of being like a um, dungeon crawling roguelite, and I mean like old school roguelite being like press a button to move one step, but do it in time to the beat of the music in this instance. Um, this one's uh, got lane-based rhythm combat and minigames. So it's basically, it's basically Guitar Hero with the story and I'm like fucking yep please more and then like based on the soundtracks from I mean Cadence of Hyrule seems like it's kind of cheating because it's working with some sweet music already but the stuff they add to it was great exactly Necrodance has got such a fucking sick soundtrack I am too bad to get far in that game but thankfully I can enjoy the soundtrack on Spotify and it's so good it's made me go like seeing this today I'm just like fuck I should go back and play more of that get get the dance pad I would, I would legitimately love to. Like, I would, I have look, I have multiple times have looked at like not, not like plastic, like fold away ones, legitimate metal ones. That I'm like, can, I, can you imagine should a pack I? up with that? Like, oh, it wouldn't be. It'd be a permanent setup. Yeah. I would have to have like somewhere in my house where that, and at the moment that's just physically not possible. But. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've looked into it, man. I've, I would love to. I would lo- I would love to just have someone like who has a setup that I can just play Crypto the Necrodancer on just to see what it's like. But um, obviously it's like not as like pixel-based uh, art this time. It looks a little bit more like, I don't know, for back, lack of a better word, like Western anime. Like, sure, I, mean, I guess. Like... like if, I can't really think of any better way to describe it to give a sort of a mental image of what it looks like. Um, and it also seems like, again, with the title of like Rift of the Necrodancer, we might be traveling through different weird rifts and stuff. And also it sounds like it's got a bit more of a, a heavier uh, soundtrack focus as well in terms of a bit more rockier. But I'm fucking excited for this game. I'm, yeah, this is going to be a winner. And I'll be talking about this. Well, the multiple good, times this year. It's supposedly coming this year, Joel. Uh, we'll see if that sticks. Yeah, yeah. So I think this one had the more vague window. Did it? I feel like it had a date. I've got the trailer right here. All right. Let's. Let, I mean, we'll, live fact check. It's okay. And I'll continue to talk about how much I really enjoy. Twenty twenty three. No, launching in twenty twenty three. Hopefully, okay. fingers crossed. Yeah, I really hope so. Because yes, please. Um, more of that shit. <laughs> Uh, rhythm games are back baby we had hi-fi rush at the start of the year we're getting fucking riff of the necrodancer hopefully this year give me more that's two that's two that's more than we've had in previous years that's more than we've had last year we had soundfall we did have soundfall yeah it's been there's been they're just they're there they're just like they're niche unfortunately it's still I'm, just yeah i think i've said this before on the show as well or maybe on story mode as well i'm just happy that the rhythm game genre is living on through these different, like, alternatives and lives, which is great. Because, I, I, I mean, I'll take, like, this is a, a fucking story, like, a narrative-based game that has, like, a story. And there's, mi- I didn't even talk about the fucking minigames that they mentioned either. The mini, there's, like, mini games for each character, specific for each character, and they look like Rhythm Heaven games. And, like it legitimately, just look like Rhythm Heaven. Was this oh. this was one had like the um like the yoga, the yoga exercise. and things. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah, like, no, absolutely. I can see, I can see the comparison. I was like, I was like, okay, cool. You've made a Guitar Hero story game, and then you've put fucking Rhythm Heaven mini games in there. Like, well, if Nintendo is not going to do it, yeah, well, f- and they're not. 
they're fucking not. Yeah. Shout out to um, Bleeps and Bloops. Uh, Beats and Bloops? Can't remember the name of it properly, but that's, I fucking backed that on Kickstarter. I'm very excited for that game. Um, but yeah, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Uh, Rift of the Necrodancer. Rift, not right. Oh so many. Something See, already the- we're confused. New Necrodancer. Let's get excited for that. Also, Necrodancer was fucking cool title. Um, next up, we've got to look at some DLC. Um, starting with A Little to the Left is getting the Cupboards and Drawers DLC, which is adding 25 new puzzles, and that's coming out in June this year. A Little to the Left is a game I've sort of always looked at. I want to play it. Mm, it the way it was, one of its original reveal happened is still one of my favourites. Yeah. Like, just the way the trailer spins in the middle, and then there's just like, there's a cat, but it was yep. also just a ma- again in classic cat fashion. Mm-hmm. It's just a massive asshole. Like yep. it's it's on my list. It's like, yeah, I want to play it. Maybe when this DLC comes out, I'll finally find time for you to get to it. Yeah, it's um yeah. I mean, not much to say about that because I mean we haven't played much about it. But and like, also, it's already a game that's out. Exactly, so. a little to the left. It's like a puzzle game where basically yeah. you're presented with like if you are, if you like like organizing things, then you yeah. will love this game. Yeah, you're basically like straightening things up or yeah. like putting things in the right order. And it starts off pretty simple. I watched the Game Grumps play it actually, and it starts off pretty like straightforward, and it just sort of takes a turn, and it's like oh yeah, like there was a one involving a bookshelf, and they thought it was going to be in like the num- there's like numbers on the spine. And then they were like, that's not right. So they're like, okay, what do I need to do? It's like, do I need to go in order of height? Do I need to do it this? And he starts thinking sort of like laterally about what they're asking for you to do without any like obvious prompts, which is cool. Um, Next up is DLC for a game that is out now on PC. The DLC is out now on PC. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Or it was, they've been doing beta tests for it, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I, I've seen um, Yacht Club talk about it. Um, and yes, I said Yacht Club because it's Shovel Knight. The Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon is getting the Dungeon Puzzlers uh, pack. Um, yeah, it's got new hats, items, challenges, and it's a free uh, DLC coming in autumn, apparently. I haven't I haven't played Pocket Dungeon yet. Um, I want to. It's just... It's good. I like I it didn't it didn't stick with me like it didn't click with me as much as I really wanted it to. Um, I thought I was gonna like fucking devour this game, and I started playing it. And I'm like, oh, this is good, and it's really fun, and the gameplay loop is nice. But for some reason, I maybe I just wasn't right in the mood for it at that time. Um, but I think with this DLC coming out, and I didn't actually realize it was free DLC, so um, I might. I might dip back into this and have a play. It's, it's this is a great Switch game. Hopefully, when there's a, hopefully when this comes out, there's a sale and I'll, and I'll be able to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's coming out. Yeah, like I said, autumn. So, I'm assuming that's correct because I'm. That's, I'm trusting you. Press press. They said autumn and not fall. So that's I trust that, you. Yeah. Um, and it does feel like it's coming soon because they have been sort of talking about yeah. it a little bit on Twitter. It would make so, sense. Um, uh, but the last piece of DLC that we saw was probably the best piece of DLC. It's the one that we've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah. So, um, fucking, uh, Massive Monster? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Massive Monster's Cult of the Lamb is getting the Relics of the Old Faith update. So this is a free DLC update that's going to have um, new items, relics, and enemies, and it's going to have remixed dungeons, some new buildings and followers for you to I recruit. I saw that koala. Yeah, fucking, I yeah. saw that fucking koala. Fuck yeah. Um... And there's a whole new, uh, a, a brand new quest that you can unlock as well. Uh, and 
the three new modes, which apparently are like post-game things, which are like, uh, one of them's a boss rush. I think there's like a time trial mode and there's something else as well. I think it's like a hardcore mode, like permadeath. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, do, I do remember mode. hearing permadeath. Yeah, so it's a permadeath mode and a boss rush mode. I think a time trial, like a, yeah, time trial mode. Um, all coming free and also, as of recording, coming out next week. Guess I'm going back. Yep. Fuck yeah. Check on my clan, uh, yes. my cult, see how they're doing. Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, we talked a lot about Cult of the Lamb last year when it came out, because it's, it's just... A, it's a great video game. It's a very good video game. Um, It's one of those times where they decide to take a couple of different genres and mash them together, and it kind of works really well. And I know it's been done in the past with things like um, Act Razor and stuff like that. I think people normally point to when they talk about Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. But... I don't know. Something about how Cult of the Lamb presents it, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think I think it is the obvious answer where it's like, oh, look how cute it is. Sacrifice it is. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh. and, and having that realization of playing it and being like, okay, cool. I'm going to name all my followers after my friends and I'm going to make them make sure they're all healthy and happy. And then Oh, you, God, they've died. They've died. And you go, you hit that point where I think Greg Miller summed it up best, the best where he was like, I hit that point where I realized that these followers weren't my friends. They were cattle. Yeah, like, they are cattle. They are currency that you use to sort of further your own progress. And that's such an interesting concept, especially when you're talking about the idea of cults, which is, um, yeah. And it, again, it's just, it's adorable to look at. It's got it a great soundtrack. It does. And fucking made in Australia, baby. Yes. Primarily, I think the team's based at uh, multiple places yeah, around the yeah. world. But uh, I think Massive wants to start it. All, in, I, all I know is that when I boot, when you booted up, like, um, is it Vic Screen? Yeah, Vic Screen, yeah. baby. Vic Screen is there, so I'm like, claiming it, claiming yeah. it. Yeah, it's ours. It's I, don't, ours. I don't make the rules. We're they're, doing the Australian they're... thing where we're just like, nah, a- fucking ours. 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 It's close enough. Um, next up, we had a look at Animal Well, which I didn't really know too much about this until I saw you draft it for your fantasy team a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, I drafted it back when I was a big, there was a big PlayStation blog about it. I've been watching this game for a while, but I, much like you, Joel... It was mostly because I saw some screens. I was like, that was cool as hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, now I've seen more gameplay. I'm convinced it could be cool as hell. A little bit dashed by the thing saying that it might be now an early next year game. Yeah. Uh, my team really needed games to release and yep. this may not be one of those. Yeah. Please don't counterpick it anyone who has slots left. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. I was going to counterpick this a couple of weeks ago because I didn't know much about it. And then I looked into the game and I went, oh, fuck, it looks really good. I wish I'd done it now. I wish I'd just blindly... Can't evict it, but yeah, well, um, yeah, this looks interesting. I don't know. It, to me, it looks like a non-combat focused Metroidvania in a way. Like, like yeah, again, I don't. It's really hard to even to box this one. In. Yeah, I think, but press start have sort of like uh, classified it as an atmospheric, pixelated, and open-ended adventure set in a labyrinth full of interesting creatures to interact with in both friendly and non-friendly ways. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. So you're sort of going through this weird dungeon, uh, mm. as this little like blob seed thing. Um, and there's all these different animals that some might attack you, some you might be able to lure into helping you and things like that. And, and sort of like navigating different little puzzles and, and getting items and things that you need to progress. It just, it looks weird and intriguing. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's got a, the, it, it's pixel art, but it's like it's such an interesting style of pixel art. I don't know whether it's just like the color palette they're using, um, 
or whether it's like mostly black with like hints of color. Yeah, um, like neat, like greens and blues and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't. I can't explain why. I'm just incredibly interested in this game. I, I mean, after watching it today, I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play shit. This game, this looks great. Hopefully it doesn't come early next year, because pl- please, please. Yeah. Like, I get it, but please. Okay, it's like, let it cook, but also, But please. also, could it cook a little bit faster? Come on, come on old Kyra needs a win <laughs> yeah, here. I need like... a win. I can really use a win. <laughs> it's not looking good for my team. <laughs> Tears, um, Tears of Kingdom will, will do well for me, but like, I need more than one game. It's, yeah, it's true. I mean... It's gonna get fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's, gonna get it's gonna get Those fucking. Those scores are gonna be incredible. Like it's gonna be just bananas. How many points you're gonna get from one single game as well? Like regardless of what else your team looks like or how many points you get from the rest of your games, your team that game alone <laughs> is gonna get fucking bananas points. Ridiculous. Anyway, we'll get our fantasy league talk off the table here. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we had a look at Crime O'Clock, a game I knew nothing about. Never heard of this before. I still would say I know very little about it, despite having watched gameplay. It seems like, again, Prestart mentioned this as well, but I feel like this is what I sort of gleaned from it as well. It feels like, where's Wally across different timelines? And you're sort of like looking at like this giant map that looks like a where's Wally picture, basically. And you're looking for things to solve crimes... And then, oh yeah! But then the crimes can also have impacts on the future versions of the same area. At yeah, so I don't know. It looks really interesting. It's got this really cool art style to it that I yeah, like the UI is really nice as well. Mm, Yeah, it reminds me of um again, it's a Where's Wally kind of game, but like Hidden People, I think it's called Hidden People. There was a yeah, I think there's a sequel to it as well. I feel like it was an Australian game as well. Uh, it was a mobile, like maybe an Apple Arcade game that released later on other things as well. I think it's on Switch as well. I do not recall. Um, but yeah, it's basically like a Where's Wally game. Okay. This seems like that, but they're taking it to the next level by um, adding sort of, I guess, like a, some sort of like bite-sized narratives as well. It says here there's like over 40 cases to solve. Um, yeah. And it looks like a cool, fun little detective game. My brain is already sweating. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to be garbage at this but i mean it's coming out june 30th so uh i might check this out as a fun little thing just to have on my switch um but yeah i did definitely definitely have a look at crime o'clock great name too that is a good name it's it like it's fucking crime o'clock ready to play some crime o'clock um next up we got a look at tesla grad 2 um the sequel to a game that i always look at every time it goes on sale and i never ever pull the trigger on um Kind of like a uh, a um, physics based kind of like platformer, from what I can gather. Um, yeah, you're using the like Teslamancy, I think they call it. Yeah, sort it's, of like Teslamancy. Yeah, yeah, which is which is great. Um, yeah, so Tesla Guide Two. Not only uh, did we hear about that, we also got to see um, Tesla Guide Remastered. It's get a, a remastered version, and both of those games are out right now, um, uh, individually and in a bundle as well. Yes. which is which is. Good bears options. Yes. It um looks good. Like watching the trailer and seeing like the 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 locomotion looks really nice. Like when you get into those moments where you're sort of like zipping through things and areas and stuff like that. Um it's also got a um Scandinavian inspired environments as well. Which yeah, well, it takes some cool like It's always nice to see like different sort of environments, honestly. Mm. Which sounds like such a, it's a weird thing to say. 
But for the longest time, I felt like most video games were kind of ultimately samey. But now we're yep. getting these um, like games from other countries, other, yeah. other environments. Yeah, there's, there's so much variety out there, and Tesla Grab definitely looks like it's it's hitting a point. Like I just, I'm the same. I've never played it. But I do have to say that Tesla Grad 2 did look interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty into it. I'm not going to lie. I'm just um, wondering if I need to play the first one. I mean, it's a remastered version, I guess, now. So yeah. I, I really have no excuse. Um, and I mean, like, the, the the original version doesn't look awful. No. It looks like, for me, I think from what I've seen of Tesla Grad and now Tesla Grad 2, um, it looks like the jump between, visually, between Rogue Legacy and Rogue Legacy 2. Whereas, like... Rogue Legacy is still a really great game. Um, there are some obviously some quality of life stuff that they add to Rogue Legacy 2 that makes it better. Yeah. Um, but visually, it it's still nice to look at, but 2 is just... 2 looks gorgeous. It's a stunning game. They've really upped the ante on that. I haven't, I haven't played it yet. I want to. It's great. It's so good. I need to go back and finish it. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty into this. Also, shout out to the logo treatment for Tesla Grad 2. Looks great. Two is like this cool, like I guess, like Scandinavian inspired, like serpent dragon thing. Looks awesome. Looks really cool. And the emphasis on the A in the middle is nice. Yeah, it's yep. a good logo. Yeah, I like it. So yeah, I'm 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 actually probably gonna go home and see how much these games are because they look really good. I was watching the bit of that trailer while we were watching then, and I was like, Cal Calcast is just standing off the off the side, just looking I, at you, I being know. like, I know. And, like, behind him is Link. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then also in the foreground, just sitting there with a book waiting for his time is Leon Kennedy. So, yep. And I'm then like, behind Link is, like, your character from Diablo 4. Yeah. And also every, yeah. the Street Fighter 6 cast. It's just a fucking, it's just a werebear standing there, just like. Looking <laughs> at you. Ryu just, like, lighting up. You a, ate, mate. <laughs> Ryu just lighting up a Hadouken in his hand. Yeah. Just being like, fucking dare you, mate. I, like, dare, I dare you to try. Yeah, go on. Step up to the streets, baby. Um, next up, we're going to look at Shadows Over Loathing, which is a uh, sort of the sequel, I guess. Like it seems like sequel. It. It's by yeah. the same team that made West of Loathing. Um, it's, which I've never played. Yeah, these are always these like interesting little like they look like they've been drawn on like a, a notepad. Um, gives me like real like stick death vibes. Yeah, when I look at well, it because they they are it's yeah. So stick figure is the thing to think of when you think of yep. this game. Yeah, but they're um they're like they describe it as a uh, slapstick adventure RPG, which is pretty pretty cool. Um, and it looks it's very silly and and dumb and but also kind of looks the, the the combat stuff like the turn based combat stuff looks kind of interesting. The classes sound hilarious because you can be like a, a what was it a, a cheese mancer or something like that. Cheese mancer was an option. Yeah, yeah and then there's like that um the jazz mage or something like that um oh that was the other good thing current just skipping to the trailer now they, they showed a shot of like the accessibility features and there's an arachnophobia right. like, arachnophobia it's like there'll be much less spiders and there's like opposite of arachnophobia mode it's like there'll be fucking heaps of spiders i love that that's so fun <laughs> um it's yeah like it looks really silly i think i feel like this is a game i really enjoy um i just have never got around to them I never really knew what they were. No, me neither. I was the exact same. But I always knew that they were like, they had a bit of a following on like, uh, there was some YouTube. I know Markiplier played a lot of West of Loathing. Like there's one of the, sorry, one of the scenes in the trailer that is, um, 
Like you're investigating a pool. It's, it's just a you know pretty standard text box, and it says nothing interesting about the bed except that it's next to a massive pool of blood. Like <laughs> there's another one too. It's like you found a TV. Unfortunately, television hasn't been invented for twenty years. Like yeah, it, it seems so dumb, but like I'm intrigued. And obviously, being an RPG makes it way more appealing to me as well. Yeah. Arachnophilia. And the, the fuck, it's so funny. Um, so the digital version of that is out now, and there's a physical version coming a month or two's time, I think, like later in the year. Um, yeah, this one, Shadows Over Loathing, it, it has more of a, it's set in like a, a New York-y kind of 1920s style thing it looks like it's also got shades of like eldritch horror and i was like that was the thing that got me i was like they mentioned like mobsters and monsters and goblins and eldritch horror and all sorts of stuff so again this game seems like it's going to be absolutely absurd yeah but there's nothing wrong with that no could be could be a good time yeah um speaking of sequels of games that i mean to play the original (laughs) uh blasphemous 2 coming out I'm gonna let you take this because I feel like you've had most experience with Blasphemous. No, I haven't played Blasphemous because I'm too intimidated. Yeah, it's It's one of those games that it's it fucking the first one looks so good, Mm -hmm. it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the one of the the media people I follow, Michael Huber Mm -hmm. from Easy Allies, is always talking about how hard Blasphemous is, and that always puts me off. And I say that as someone who like I love from software games. Mm -hmm. I'm not scared of difficulty. But like for some reason, I don't know why this one. I'm just like, there's something about the two D two D plane. That's exactly what it is. Like, I just yep. it just it fucks with me on an extra level. Yeah, you're so you you've you've grown accustomed to even when they throw curveballs that you've grown accustomed to like that in I'll that three D space. I'll sidestep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like whereas like how do I do that here? Um, yeah, it's... Like sometimes you're just trapped in a room with a boss and you're just like, don't get hit. You're like, uh, how? <laughs> <laughs> but I want to play it. I think I played a little bit of it on game pass of the original um and yeah it's fucking hard like it's it's, it's really hard some of the weapons that they show to showcase in the blasphemous 2 trail there's the the fucking like the crimson dagger of things that look just incredibly the, cool the, the game combo ones looks stunning yeah some of the best like pixel art i've seen ever this it's, looks so good it's like the best not pixel art like oh it, yeah true it, like yeah. it's but, like, yeah, it is absolutely pixel art, but, like, it's also not. It's, it's definitely not. It's so good. There. And you know what it makes me want? It just makes me want another Castlevania. But the, yeah, it does. It, I'm so desperate. It does give off massive Castlevania vibes as well. Um, and, yeah, but it's like Castlevania, but what if we did that, but with Soulsborne combat and also lore telling Which is as what well? I imagine a new Castlevania would be. That really <laughs> fucking would be. Um I mean, pour one out for um, Bloodstained. It's still there. There's, there's, no, there's another game. one coming, isn't there? Fuck, there is two, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Like, I forgot about that. Eager won't be stopped. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy Bloodstained. Me it's too. Like, it's got it's got rough edges, but it, um, it fills a void in my life that I needed filled. <laughs> I'm going to skip around here because we've only got one more, like, main game to talk about, but we also got a sizzle reel. The sizzle reel, like... I feel like Time, it, should, it, should been, it should have been before the... Yeah. yeah. We're going to do it the way it should have been. So <laughs> there was a sizzle reel at the very end, um, which featured a few games, uh, like Little Kitty Big City, which is coming out next year. It's a game I've seen uh, uh, like pop up here and there. I think it popped up in a Wholesome Games Direct, um, which also, if you've never watched a Wholesome Direct, 
Holy shit, they are so good. If you just want to watch, like... Would you say they are wholesome? They are 100%. They okay. live up to its namesake. Um, anytime, like, I watched one with, with my wife, and she was like, oh, this is really good. And anytime there's a new one now, I I, I think the, the next time I did one, I was like, oh, there's a new wholesome director. You know that thing we watched? She's like, can we watch it? It's like, yeah. And it, every time there's been a new one, they've done, like, they do mini ones as well called Wholesome Snack, um, which is great. Um, and, yeah, they're always just such a really wholesome time to watch lots of like farming sims and like cute magical girl stuff yeah. and cats and it's just it's nice um and yeah i think little kitty big city showed up in that and it looks like a like a, a sandbox game when you play as a cat um you can like hunt and like dive on like 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 pounce on birds and look stuff out like that. stray you've got a competitor yeah yeah i mean i'll fucking say it here i'm more interested in this than i am in stray I, yep I, look I'll say it here. It's fine. Stray is a fine game. That's exactly what that's what I mean. A glowing like, endorsement. <laughs> it's it's fun. I don't know. I feel like Stray gets too much hate. I think we need to fucking ease up on Stray. I feel the opposite. I feel like Stray got way too much praise for when it came out. But I feel like it, everyone's like, "Oh, cat game." Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I just it's feel like fun. I just feel people punch it up too much. Yeah, it's Paul. It, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, Little Kitty Big City looks great. Great title as well. Um, Chance of Senna, which I don't remember this one very well. I think it had, it looked cool. It was like an isometric game. Um, yeah, good luck trying to spell. Oh, no. Autofield. Yeah, it's nice. Google, man. Um, yeah, it's got you up. Uh, yeah. It had like a... It looks like... I don't know. If, at a first glance, it looks like Tunic, but... If it was in the Hyperlight Drifter universe. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Like, like the, the Steam description does say, Legend says that one day a traveler will reunite the peoples of the tower who are unable to communicate with each other, observe, listen, and decipher ancient languages in a fascinating universe inspired by the myth of Babel. Yep. Okay. Looks interesting. The, the, the art style looks good. I love the color palette choices. Lots of like, like maroney purplies and surprisingly and... the tunic the tunic comparison doesn't make sense and that, that is literally deciphering another language well that's it it's yeah, like yeah. such a big part of really enjoying that game yeah um yeah interesting I don't, I don't know if I'll get to it but um tell you what I will get to Brotato um this is a game that's out at the moment on mobile um it's a twin stick shooter where you play as a potato and you can put new costumes and stuff on it and get new upgrades and things. And it looks great. And I almost bought it on my phone the other day. And now I know it's coming to the switch. I'm like, sweet. A, dun- a-, a dungeon needs a- a- like something that I need to be able to put down for a little while. Not that I've been back to it for a while. It's been a while. But having even mentioned it, I'm, I'm bet in the next week, I'll just be playing Zelda. And at one point in the top of my screen, I'll see Joel is, Joel is playing, uh, Enter the Gungeon. Uh, Exit the Gungeon on sale at the moment. I still haven't played that yet, so maybe I'll maybe we'll get to that. But yeah, just buy the big arcade one, Joel. I fucking would love to. It looks awesome. It looks so good. Like I remember, it got announced when I was still working in an arcade, and I was like, "Can we get this? Can we get this game?" And they're like, "Oh, what is it?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's just really good, like light gun game." I hear it's amazing. I just, everyone really loves good. it. Yeah, like, and I was just like, "I fucking just want to play this game somewhere." Like the. I have access to it. Um, I would love it if they, that showed up at um, some. If they had a cabinet of that at PAX this year. That would be fucking awesome. Um, Fortress, get one. <laughs> oh my god, yes! Holy shit! 
Oh god. Clearly but, we haven't we definitely have the the power to make Fortress get one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Clearly yeah. easily, right? 100%. They'll get it, but it'll be in Sydney, in the Sydney oh, one. Fuck, That'll be what right. happened. You're fucking right. Yep. The monkey pearl Just, claws yeah, once yeah, again. Exactly. Yep, curls down. Um but yeah, Brotato, yeah, twin stick shooter. It looks great. Um I'm I'm very excited for that. I remember hearing uh, Griffin McElroy from the besties talk about it. Um and he was just like, it's so good. It's just so much fun. It's exactly what it needs to be. And it seems like a game that needs to live on my Switch. So I will play that. I need to do more research in finding out when it's actually coming to the Switch. Um, Escape Academy, the complete edition. Uh, a game I always really wanted to play as well. It's it's like, it's on my wish list. I'm always looking mm. at it being like, maybe. I will, day. I will say this. Looked a bit rough on the Switch show. Well, gosh, Joel, a, I game, know, I know a game on Switch looking rough. What, what a twist. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's I cool. Should, I should specify, it's on my wish list on my PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on Game Pass still, I think, so you can you can pick it up on there as well. I don't know if the DLC is included in that. My um, Xbox is not plugged in. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, so Escape Academy is basically like Escape Room, the game, basically, and it has... Um, like, I, I think there's some sort of narrative running through it where you come to, like, an escape room academy where you're going to try and learn how to be, the, like, an escape master It seems, like, very anime-ish in that, in that sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. And again, I can get behind that. And it's got, um like, I think it can be played fully co-op. Yes, yeah, So that's, yeah. that's pretty neat as well. Um, and I think this uh, complete edition includes the DLC they released recently for it as well. Um, it's cool. The team that made that are actually, like, uh, a company that made, like, real life game stuff like they they started off by making like escape rooms and things like that that's what that's what they made their bread and butter and they wanted to try and distill that into a video game format and this they came up with escape academy so i've always wanted to play it um as someone who worked pretty extensively in escape rooms as well which is is pretty cool um five rounds at freddy's security breach is out now um, cool I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah, I don't care. Just yeah. get get ready to hear a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's later this year once the movie yeah. comes out. Yep. Um, yep. Like, that that franchise already has the audience that I did not expect. I'm very curious to see what happens once it's on the big screen. It's going to be, like, I, fucking, I'm calling it now. It'll be just like, in a year when we got the Super Mario Brothers movie, we also got another video game movie kids are obsessed with, but they won't be able to see it. Like, it'll be some... I know, it's going to be so weird. Yeah, They're going to want to see it as well. Yeah. I don't know, Markiplier's apparently in it, I think he's got a cameo in it. And that doesn't shock me at all. He, yeah. he is, like, he was where I watched 90% of my Five yeah. Nights stuff. I, I kind of want to, um, I kind of just want to see his bit in it, honestly. I, I will, but I also I will see, probably see the movie. I definitely won't. I could barely watch the game. Like, it's, <laughs> God, I see one of those fucking animatronics and I start, my skin starts crawling because I'm like, it's going to do something. It's just like, it's just stress for game. That's all it is. And that's why I don't, they're fine. Like, I liked the first one enough. Um, I mean, at least like Security Bridge is sort of doing a different thing. It's not yeah. the same game, but. It yeah. has a, a fucking rad intro video though. Because it's like an '80s music oh, video. It's cool. very cool. Yeah. Um. I remember. I remember my wife showed me that. And I was like, "That's actually pretty neat." Because I think she watched Markiplier playing it. She's like, "I haven't forgiven it because I." Oh, which which of the things was it at? I can't remember. It showed up at one of the presentations, and everyone was. It was like, it felt like such a massive fake out for something else we were excited for. It I, was. It was a. It was a state of play. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was a state of play, and I think it was. Everyone was excited for. Like 
maybe Dead Space or something. I was, don't it, know. was it Silent Hill? I can't remember. Could like some, Hill, something about yeah. the intro was just like, oh, oh, oh Five no. Nights, no, Cawthorn. <laughs> Curse you, YouTube. Um, yeah, curse you, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube was a mistake. Just in general, yeah, absolutely it was. Uh, and then finally, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, which also got a release date. I think it's like it's coming soon. I want to say August twelfth. Um, so Bomb Funk Cyber uh, Bomb Funk Cyber uh, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. Oh my god! You got there. Oh my god! Yeah, August eighteenth. It's coming. Um, it's basically a spiritual a uh, spiritual. I can't talk. It's a spiritual successor. Thank you. There you go. A spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. Um, and I feel like we've had multiples of those now, haven't we? This is one that gets it right. There, yeah, there's one that... Yeah, I don't know. Um, this one looks like it's got that cool cel-shaded styling um, of... Uh, it reminded me of Oli Oli World um, in terms of its like color palette and sort of like its nice crisp lines. Um, but yeah, it's like a... You go around, like, rollerblade around, and you do some graffiti. You just trash the place, man. Yeah. You'd be a, be a bit of a punk. Um, yeah. I, I mean, legit, it sounds like a lot of fun. If, like, if you know Jet Set Radio, then, like, you're probably already watching this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it was that Jet Set Radio is a game that I always heard people talk about fondly and was like, I would be into that. But I just never played it. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to checking this out. Um, yeah. It says that you can do uh, skateboarding, inline skating, and BMX. So. Yeah, it also says dynamic military police that scales up as you vandalize. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. That sounds awesome. This sounds great. Yeah, I don't play shit out of this game. Um, but, yes, it wasn't technically last, but we're making it last because I think we're both very excited for this game. Um, we got another look at Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. We got a release date. The leak was true. Exactly. It was a, a release date that had been leaked a couple of weeks ago. Uh, which was July 12th, and turns out that is correct. So, um, yeah, this is the sequel to Oxenfree uh, by uh, Night School Studios, and, man, Oxenfree is such a good game. It's so funny. We left it to last, but I don't really know what to say about it besides no. I'm just really excited for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because Oxenfree 1 is just... It's just so good. Yeah. I can't think... Like, as far as games that have dialogue in it which is obviously all games that's a fucking stupid way to say yeah. but the way Oxenfree does it like a narrative based game like a narrative yeah yeah game or whatever a telltale game yeah telltale for lack of a better word <laughs> yeah okay sure yeah but um yeah so the way it, it the dialogue how it handles all of that how it's written and how it can you can like interrupt each other and all that sort of stuff it's just Oxenfree one is so good it felt so natural it did yeah and it, it never felt like in some games, some you'll just you'll interrupt a character, and it's just like, oh, that is that's it, that's done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the sequel sees uh, the main character Riley returning to her hometown once again. I, I don't know if they mentioned how many years later, but it seems like there's a, a, a period of time has passed, um, and going back to the, the same island that uh, Oxenfree takes place on, and diving into a new mystery. The thing I love about Oxenfree is that it's it sets itself up as a horror game and then doesn't like it is, it is still a horror game, but in such a different way that is so interesting and fascinating. It looks like you're waiting for something to just jump out at you and it doesn't really, but like 
when it does, it does it in such a really, really cool, fun way. It also does lots of weird shit. Yeah, and that's the best part about it. It's all about, like, the the whole idea of, like, cho- using the radio to tune into frequencies to, like, solve puzzles and things like that. It was great. I'm, I'm very excited for this one. Um, also, worth noting, it will be probably launching day one on Netflix as well. So if you don't have a Nintendo Switch or a console to play it on, um, you'll be able to play it. And if you haven't already ditched your Netflix account ahead of this, this password sharing crackdown coming later this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, it's also a, a reminder on the positive side of Netflix that the Netflix games is actually... Very good. Yeah. Uh... Terra Nil is out on it right now. You can play. I played a little bit of Terra Nil the other day, and it's 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 great, and it works so well on mobile. Um, um, yeah. It's uh. Yeah. Oh, yes. Halo Infinite. This is just. This yeah. is technically news, but um, on that topic, like we just heard that Halo Infinite's former team head of creative Joseph Staten Staten has joined Netflix Games after leaving Three Four Three Industries this early this year. So he's working on a, a brand new AAA multi-platform game and original IP at Netflix Games. So they are seemingly taking the game side of things seriously, which is encouraging. Mm. Um, just wish they would uh, scale back the <laughs> password sharing yeah. crackdown. If, I think it's going to cost you some customers. Yeah, I think it will too. But if um, especially when they're not the reigning premiers not of, anymore they, they used to be the kings but uh suddenly there's so many streaming yeah. services and mm-hmm. if i was to drop one it would be netflix at this point i, I honestly, and i say that as someone who's currently giving money to binge <laughs> oh but there's uh, so much good stuff on there i know there is i'm still i'm standing my ground I'm, there's the one that's the one trigger i refuse to pull see I, i'm boned i'm already paying amazon so <laughs> whoops that's fine amazon's is like we'll just take six bucks it's fine it's yeah like, dang, i'm like oh just don't think about the workers job yeah yeah no oh, i did yeah. um anyway <laughs> uh netflix games is up uh, i i will shout that out there are some really solid gold stuff on there that has been released on other platforms i've actually downloaded i haven't played it yet but um after seeing people talk about it on, even though apparently it's a, probably the best way to play it, um, Before Your Eyes on PlayStation VR 2, um, that's on uh, Netflix Games. And I think it has the eye-tracking stuff in it because it uses your camera to use the... Cause well, it, you, it, can, you can get, like, little VR things for phones, so... Yeah, well, it's not even that. It's I think it's just, like, you can look at it, and if you're looking at it, your camera can track when you're blinking because the whole point of Before Your Eyes is when you blink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It moves time. It's not all... Yeah, anyway. I'm not talking about Before Your Eyes. I might talk about it in future because I might play a little bit of it. But um, yeah, shout out to Netflix games. There is a treasure trove of some fun stuff on there to play. Um, and Oxenfree 2 will join that. The original Oxenfree is on there right now as well. So if you want to get... Good time up, for a replay yes. part of July. I don't have time for one personally. Um, no. Maybe I'll try, but July 12th is... It's close. It's, yeah. it's not close, but when you look at what's coming up, it's closer than you think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, that was the direct, that was the Indie World presentation. Um, I fucking love these things. I really do. Yeah, they're, they're good. I sometimes could do with a little bit less of a, the VA, the voiceover, but, um, I do love seeing the dev team, like the people making the games. I think that's incredibly cool. Yeah. Um, and there's always just like a, a nice smorgasbord of things that you can find. A bit of there. everything. Yeah. Yeah, even if it is like sometimes it is like a bit of everything, but mostly farming seems. But well, I mean, they're they're hot right now, you know. Uh, they are. There's a um, new update coming for Stardew Valley soon. I know. It's put fucking development of 
the haunted chocolatier on I mean, he, the whole. He, he might just need a break, dude. He's one person. <laughs> Don't worry about Stardew Valley anymore. Do that game. That sounds so good. I'm very excited about Haunted Chocolatier. It's going to come. Don't worry. It's I just know. like, he, he maybe he wants a break and he's just like, let's work on Stardew Valley. That's fair. Which, yeah. which I'm not sure how much of a break that is, but maybe because it's a game it's finished, it, maybe it feels like a break to him. I don't yeah, know. It's like <laughs> just going back to something that he knows. And yeah. It, it, it relatively works, I guess. Plus, it's, it definitely paved the way for that game to even come out. So Yeah, that's true. In spades. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, you do. You do. Also, Sunday Valley is really good. It is. It is great. Yeah. I've oh, jeez. I've actually had a couple of thoughts, like a couple of times over the last few weeks, where I'm just like, every now and again, do I want to play Sunday Valley again? Every now and again, I like consider starting a new farm. I'm like, no, I can't. I don't have time. I was watching. I some, cannot do that. I was watching some people play it, and they're just like, yeah. So we're gonna go to the island now, and I'm there's like, so much. New there's stuff. a fucking island. There's co-op, and there's, there's like so much stuff. The man. island has like a whole brand new like. I'm like. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. That's I know. Almost sold me on going it's back. It's so it's just like it's a slippery slope though. Yeah, it really is. Um, every now and again I think about going back to it, but I'm just like, I really shouldn't. No, yeah. Because it's just to really me like, oh start on your farm and bam, hundred hours gone. It's a, it's a funny because like I don't even do the farm stuff. I, I like just going doing the exploring oh, stuff. Fuck, the farm stuff is the best. I love doing the exploring stuff. Oh, fucking combat it's, sucks ass. The cave's so much fun. Combat's love it. Here's what I'll say about Stardew Valley if we're going to level any criticism. I hate the combat so goddamn much. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, these these are indie, sh- indie world showcases are always such a good time. I'm so glad we've got another one. Um, but that also means that now we've got this out of the way. We're due probably almost another month or so, a couple of months, another big boy direct. <laughs> In theory, we're due for one, but... Uh, I don't know what's going to be at it. I wouldn't I wouldn't hold your breath. I reckon if we get a big boy direct, it's maybe September. It's a it's probably a ways off because presumably like Nintendo has really got nothing after Pikmin. Yeah. Like Pikmin's kind of it's in July, I think, or June. It's coming up pretty soon unless they're ready to start talking. I doubt it. <laughs> unless they're ready to start N- talking. I mean, it's Nintendo a wild card. They'll start talking in January. Yeah, I've released it in February. No, they won't. They won't do it. It'll be March still. But like, they'll talk about it at the start of the year and drop it. Like, basically, have a switch win. Like, we have a teaser for the switch. Where it's like, hey, look at this cool lot of people playing the switch. When can we know more next year? That's what. That's what I think we'll get though. I think post. See, I think post Tears of the Kingdom. See, I think so- a month or two after Tears of the Kingdom, we'll it's- get another like Mario peeking out from behind the curtains. Like, I that's- see, I don't because like the like, this is. We don't have time for speculation, but I don't. This it worked for Switch because the Switch was so different. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't think you can pull it off a second time with like, oh, what's he? It's a Switch again. If anyone's but it's a better Switch, if anyone's gonna fucking do it, it's Nintendo because they've already done it before with the fucking Wii U. Yeah, we know how that went. Exactly. I know That's why they won't do it I'm again. Not, That's no. why they'll do like it. They'll have a thing in January. Like maybe they, maybe they do. But like at this point, presumably, if we do get more games after Pikmin, it's Port City. Like we're we're yeah. docking ourselves for like those Zelda ports are coming in. Maybe that F Zero rumor pans out. Maybe the Prime Two and Three direct ports come. Like we're heading into Port City. <laughs> that's just the reality we need to accept. Yeah. And if that's what we're getting, they can be Twitter announcements. <laughs> they can be, but Nintendo will make a big deal of it. Will they? 
They'll be like, they you guys, it. you guys have been clamoring for they... another F Zero game. Well, here's the old one. Here's GX again. You'll be, you, we'll be lucky if they even say if we if I hear a Nintendo for like host or exec say F Zero, that's a win. That's why I feel like it's just a Twitter announcement. It's like, hey, the GameCube one that you all love. We're just gonna port it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That'll be, that'll be 80 bucks, thanks. They're, yeah, they're like, what? You'll fucking buy yeah. it. You'll buy it. You'll buy it, Kyrie. Well, you know what? <laughs> if, if you don't, that means no more ifs there is. Oh. But you're not going to make any anyway. What if, though? Yeah, Fuck. but we might. We might. What If you buy it, maybe we will. Kyrie's like, oh, God, yeah. Anyway. Indie World Showcases. It was good. good. It was fun. I liked it. Um, didn't feel like anything dragged. No. Would have loved Silk Song. But again, I, every time we talk about indie showcase, we all know, and it's not me. It's not mean to say this. I think Silk Song is too big. It's too big for yeah. one of these. I think. Like, I think you're right. Like, it would just overshadow every yeah, other game. I I think it's so. I, it's a direct game, or it's like in a state of play, or like even at Keely Summer Game Fest. It's like it's too big for an indie thing. My my guess my. Hot take is it's showing up at a Microsoft showcase. I don't know. That's my hot take. It's going to show up at. That's where we'll see it and we'll get an announcement for it. Because Microsoft will I, I will pay money to be like, cool. It's it's coming out today and it's on Game Pass. If you want to come and I sub mean, to us, like they can do it anyway without paying. Like because PlayStation already they put a blog post up for it and like you can pre- it's up it's on the sort of the wish list and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. Like Hollow Knight, Silk Song. It's so weird. I don't even know. But it was never going to be here. And I'm sorry, but if you thought it was, yeah. you, you were wearing the clown makeup. Yeah, the clown makeup. Because <laughs> it was never going to happen. You um, were, you, yeah, you were, yeah. Anyway. I think it's an episode though, Karen. I think it is. And you know what, Joel? Normally, it's, I mean, I'm hosting, and normally we would swap the outro, but you ran the middle portion, so I'll give you a break and I'll take us out. I'll, oh, Kyra. I'll spare you. Oh, thank you. Only because I like you. I'm sure the audience are very appreciative of that too. <laughs> Uh, well, as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate your support. Uh, of course, if you want to, you know, take that support that I pre- we appreciate and do some- make it more meaningful, uh, you can feel free to chuck us a review or a thumbs up or share on any of the podcast platforms you listen to us on, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or wherever. We do appreciate it and it does help. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter... We do tweet primarily now since we are under the umbrella of our good friends over at Story Mode Oz. That is Story Mode AUS as the Twitter tag, uh, where you can keep track on all of our episodes and what we're doing, and also the Story Mode podcast, which is incredibly cool. Uh, I was recently on with Jesse and our good friend Josh, everyone's favorite speedrunner, can- yeah. canonically. Well, we, we just talked about Resident Evil 4 and how great it is, which Joel can't listen to because he wants to play it. But it was fun, and I definitely recommend listening to it. And make sure you played Resi 4, at least the game, the original, before listening to it, though, because it's just fun. We talk, we talk a lot about that game at length. Um, but yeah, that's that's an episode you should go check out. And yeah, just chuck him a follow on Twitter, where you'll hear us. Uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at LemonManX. Uh, well, actually, I haven't been so... I'm really cagey around Twitter at the moment because there's too much stuff coming out. Yeah. It's a really risky business being near Twitter. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, so, <laughs> my most recent tweet was me muting all the Tears of Kingdom stuff because <laughs> it's just... It's too soon. And then the absolute 
turning to dust moment obviously there's you know people quote tweet things where it's just like post a game that or like post a thing it's just like this particular one was post a game that came out when you were 18 i was like all right i'll what came out when i was 18 and then i saw it was resident evil 4 like the original one and i think i actually did turn to dust yeah so that was because you know i just played a really cool remake of that game and i didn't i that was yeah it was a long time ago now i didn't Um, post mine but it would have been guitar hero 2 Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. Guitar Hero. Joel, we're, fucking, old, we're old. Guitar Hero 2. The game, that, the game that I remember you and our good friend Ben having to drag me away from a yes. display at Harvey Norman. Yep. Why? Because I was playing it too much. And I was the person who drove oh, us out there. Yeah, so that was that was pretty demoralizing. But where can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where I'm just being just as demoralizing to myself, as always, on there. But I've actually just, the last couple of things I've been talking about, I finished Dredge, finally. Hell yeah. I uh, love Dredge. Fucking, that game is so good. Play Dredge. It's actually, it's still hanging out there in the charts on the Switch eShop. Good. Which makes me so keen. Good. I'm so excited for them. Fucking shout out to Black Salt Games. Absolutely. Like, so <laughs> fucking good. Like, and just from start to finish, it sets a tone and it maintains it so well throughout the entire duration of the game. And I just, I adored it. Yeah. I no, hands down agree. adore that game. Absolutely, 100%. Um... And I also just finished watching all of Auntie Donna's Coffee Cafe, so shout out to Auntie Donna boys. Um, I fucking it, it's so, it's so cooked, but it's so good. Like, it might be some of the most cooked shit that they've done, and I love it. It's um, you know what? This reminds me of. Mm. So obviously, hunting season's wrapped up recently. Yeah. So they posted out there like like the list of all the shows they've done in the scores, and it's so funny to go to the Auntie Donna one. <laughs> I think, I think Brod gave it like a 3.5 and you yep. scroll across and then but like us and Paul like five. Five, yeah. Uh, the perfect can, show. Can we give it any more stars? Yeah. And it was literally, that whole episode was just us going, oh, what about this part though? Well, that's, like, that's what Annie Donna, when you talk exactly. about it, it's just like, oh, that sketch though, like it's just like, it's remember, always just quoting sketches. I remember talking to Brod when he was like, I'm going to do, well, I think I'm going to do Annie Donna this week if you guys want to come on. We're like, yeah, he's like, I'm. T- I, it's probably just going to be us talking about Oh, but what about this bit, though? How how funny was this bit? And it was that. And I loved it. Great episode. Five out of five epi- uh, stars. Yeah, five stars. Five stars for that episode. Um, but yeah, go watch Annie Donna's Coffee Cafe on ABC. But also watch Big Old House of Fun if you haven't as well. Also watch that as well. Um, and also if you live internationally, they are touring. I don't yes. know why we're just plugging Annie Donna now. Because oh, they're fucking awesome. They are very awesome. <laughs> they're <laughs> funny and absurd and we love them. Yep. But that's it. Uh, All right, then. Well, I'll end up wanting a full outro. See us out, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye. Options Podcast.